0: hello everyone welcome back to another episode of podcasting mastered I'm Chelsea and I'm here with Wade as always and we're back for a special episode and we also want to wish you a happy Halloween
1: happy Halloween
0: Ooh. so we're having kind of a little I guess spooky episode we're kind of uh continuing our tradition that we started last year by having a talk about a Hitchcock film so this time we're diving into a British like specifically British like Alfred Hitchcock is British but a lot of the Movies that I think many people may know about are American-made films, but he did a lot of films at the beginning of his career that were solely like British-made films. And so we're also covering a British film because SAG-AFTRA is still on strike and we're still supporting all the actors and we are still not covering anything that's by the AMPTP. So we are covering this 1930s film, Murder!
1: With an exclamation point. Yes. 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 Indeed. Maybe you need to shout it. Maybe it needs to be, like, exclamatory. Murder! There we go. Yes. There we go.
0: So before we start talking about all the unique uh, quirks, I guess, or interesting tidbits about this
1: movie. <laughs> unique indeed.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just simply refer to IMDb's a little summary on the movie as a starting point. So, Murder! A juror is in a murder trial after voting to convict, has second thoughts, and begins to investigate on his own before the execution. Dun, dun, dun. So, it's a very brief overview to start with.
1: That is very brief, too. Yeah. Although, it, it doesn't go a whole lot further than that. Like, there's not some, like, whole alien conspiracy or anything going on within <laughs> no. the plot. Um, but, like, but it also feels it's, it's a lot more than that at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like you get more than just a very, very basic, like, trial movie
0: yeah and the thing that's kind of i guess a little interesting with this movie too is that like we don't really meet our main character until like a good little bit of portion into the movie because we're set up with like this couple at the beginning who plays a part later on in the movie but then who has actually accused of murder so there is a woman who was had a falling out with a friend but a debatable like they were kind of working out the friendship and so she's there with the murder weapon close by blood on her clothing and her friend is dead by the fireplace mhm so they're like well obviously she did it cuz <laughs> and, and the entire
1: town fits themselves into the room to watch like okay
0: <laughs> oh my gosh But that scene, yeah, they were so nosy, but that scene is incredible because it almost looks like a freeze frame as the camera pans across the whole room. Like, it is
1: wild. Everybody's just kind of like bunched up together, like around the room, because of course, you don't want to get involved in like a very active crime scene. Yeah. But just the length of the one shot where it goes from here to here to people to thing to this to that. Mm -hmm. And everybody is just stone cold done they're just not moving
0: yeah and it just really adds to like the slow reveal of the woman dead
1: Mm -hmm. but
0: it's not like overly graphic or anything but it's still a pretty big deal for like when this movie came out and stuff oh for sure like yeah sure yeah yeah that is such an interesting shot and it's something very noticeable but that's what we see like right at the beginning with that and then I have to laugh because I just react to most of this movie as going, this movie is so British or what I think British people are like.
1: Oh no, it it very much was like, especially like you think like, like old British, you know? Yeah. Especially at the very beginning when like the couple's like hanging their heads out their window because there's like the pounding or whatever that's going on in the street. And they're like, what's that racket? Tell them to shut up and like blah, blah, blah. But they're like hanging their, like half their bodies out their like second story window, but also the window won't stay up. (laughs) so they're like constantly like pushing it up with their backs or their hands or both of their hands and stuff like that and it i felt like that is very like slapstick british humor yeah which is an interesting way to start this particular movie because there's not a lot of humor in the whole rest of the movie no it is an alfred hitchcock yeah
0: yeah there's like a couple little tidbits here and there but yeah overall definitely not a comedy and well because even the beginning when like the, the nosy couple and then they're like rushing to put on another like million garments you watch the like the woman like put on like her stockings and stuff without like revealing oh my anything but like oh story. yeah
1: for <laughs> sure like you no know, she's got to put on like six different like undergarments yeah and then get her like 12 coats and, and then run out the door by mm-hmm. by that point like half the town's already like stuffed inside the living room
0: yeah. But then you have the like uh housekeeper or maid at some point like still at the crime scene where everybody else is is, is and then she's like I'm going to make some tea. Like well,
1: you just you just need some tea. Things are fine. Yeah. To the poor like traumatized actress girl who's just like what, you know whatever possibly murdered a lady yeah and everybody's just like yeah that's yeah that's yeah we should do that
0: and then she's like done with her t- like making the tea and they're like well we need to escort them like to the police station she's like well take this tea with you guys you know like, like tea but i just go. made like, tea Yeah.
1: she like walks out of the kitchen straight into the officer who's like literally walking the poor girl out of the house but i just made tea we'll give her some at the station don't you worry and then out they go yeah <laughs> and she's just standing there holding like two cups and saucers in her hand
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's like quite an opening to this movie. It's like all over the place.
1: Like, what is the tone? What are we going for here? Yeah,
0: yeah. no, it was like, yeah, I don't know what we're hap- what's happening here. And it's true, too, because a lot of uh, Hitchcock's earlier films, especially those that he did, like in Britain, they do have a lot like, quote, lighter tone to them. Like, some of them still deal with, like, murder and mystery and stuff, so they have more of those, like, comedic elements, which I think worked well with, like, what was popular in Britain at the time with their movies as well, Mm -hmm. so you have that going on as well. But, so, because we said this movie came out in 1930, so this was considered Hitchcock's third talkie, so he was really just getting into, like, sound in movies, but also, like, sound in movies was a really early thing, so... I will say front, this movie was a little difficult to understand. The quality was could have been a little better. Also we wish we had appropriate subtitles. We talked about it before we started recording. Yeah, the, it's <laughs> like
1: the subtitles. We were watching it on the uh the, the Plex a streaming service mm-hmm. um which I had never heard of before, but wow, they have access to a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're watching it on Plex and they're not um they're not like preloaded subtitles. They're like auto-generated ones like the kind yeah. you'd find on like YouTube or something. -hmm. And whoa, my gosh, they—they're not even close. Like whoa, like there's zero context. Like,
0: it's like every other word might almost be right, but some of them are a little helpful throughout. But it was mainly just really turn that volume up on the TV. Yeah,
1: that's what I had to do. I had to crank that volume and just hope to God that their accents weren't like so Cockney that I could hear (laughs) what
0: they were saying. Yeah. At the beginning part, too, it was so, so hard to understand everybody. And I think it was because, like, there were so many people involved. And wherever they had any type of, like, microphone to record, like, it wasn't close enough to the person who was talking for it to be considered clear enough.
1: There were so many times where you could, like, you could tell, like, oh, that microphone ain't anywhere close to that person. Hey, turn your face the other way. (laughs) You know, there was a few times where I was just like, okay, well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We'll, we'll just keep going forward and see what happens but yeah no another thing too with the sound was that uh, there were parts where the music was so loud and like was that just
1: too like okay so
0: loud while they were talking. I'm
1: glad that wasn't just me um, no, but that's no that's that's the fun fact that I have
0: okay tell me
1: so this was so early in the whole like the talkie pictures era mm-hmm. um that they you know they could not they could not add music post-production. Mm. But what they did and to solve that problem, what they did do is they had an orchestra live for any scene that needed an orchestra, which in this movie wasn't too, too many. It wasn't that many, just a few scenes that used music. But what they did, they pre-recorded the actors and actresses talking Mm. and they would play like on a phonograph, they would play that recording of the people talking and they would lip sync while the orchestra played the music live so they could turn up the volume oh, okay. of the talking. But even there were a, a couple of those scenes, though, where you're like, you feel like the people are like, what? <laughs> like, while the, <laughs> while the orchestra is going, like, in the background, because it there's a couple times it legit sounds like they're trying not to shout over the music, but...
0: Yeah, okay. That is really interesting. I hadn't looked into that specifically. I also wondered, too, if it was also done, like, purposeful because of just being, like, we're, like, trying to learn a lot of really important information right now, but let's have music playing so, like, it's distracting us so we're confused about, like, the plot going forward about, like, did we miss something? Was that a big reveal? Like, Uh it kind of almost gave that vibe,
1: too. (laughs) Well, in, like, the the one scene where Sir John is shaving in his bathroom... Um, and then like the servant brings in like the 1930s radio <laughs> like the size of a small TV yeah uh, brings in the radio sits it on Sir John's second sink fancy mm-hmm. <laughs> and turns it on and like there's like hardly anything playing and like this is a scene where is after the jury he's shaving and one this is a long ass shaving scene like oh my god (laughs) where it's just him shaving ever so slowly in the mirror and then like 15 minutes into the scene not really but it's a long time he finally he starts to talk but he's not talking he's act it's like in his head he's reflecting on the jury and he's piecing some things together and he makes up his mind that no no she was not the murderer it had to have been like like it was this situation but as mm-hmm. he's going like the music coming quote unquote from the radio gets louder and like that's one of those scenes where like he's the volume of the talking keeps like raising really loud because mm-hmm. the because they're playing the prelude to tristan and he's old, which um hot take love tristan and he's old uh Maybe not movie material, though, because it's very dramatic music, the <laughs> prelude is. And it gets it starts off so quiet and pretty, and it gets so loud. So, like, mm-hmm. they had his voice up so high, like, to cover the music, because it got so loud. But then it's, like, a dramatic stopping. Mm. And so then, like, like, crank the volume down on his voice, so, like, it goes back to normal right <laughs> after. And I was like, oh, my God. But then right after that, like, the scene kind of changes anyway. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting there just like... <laughs> Like, I don't know what's happening. I couldn't understand a word he said throughout his entire monologue. (laughs) Because the music and, like, the volumes just were not, like, they were competing with each other. Yeah. And I'm I'm just, like, watching this damn man shave the whole time.
0: (laughs) So that scene was also considered pretty iconic because it's actually one of the first, like, times that voiceover is ever used we ever get like that inner dialogue that like Hmm. so i
1: wondered i because i like the scene a lot because there's a lot of like the way it's like shot and stuff there's a lot of really cool things it creates a very nice moment in the movie Mm -hmm. just outside of the like it sounds like somebody's screaming at you from two blocks away and you're like shouting what back at them the whole time that's that's how i felt like (laughs) audio wise Mm. but that yeah that was great
0: Yeah, it's also such an interesting scene too because, yeah, bringing in that radio and stuff because it makes it sound like he's listening to a radio play and then you're like, wait, these are his thoughts because this is him exactly thinking about the trial and regretting, like, believing that she was guilty and stuff but then also being like, it's kind of crazy that that was considered, like, a new technique and that makes sense because it was so early in the talkie time period at the beginning of that to have the, like, considered, like, the first time, like, voiceover was used and so you could thank Hitchcock for all of our uh, teen movies now Nowadays of all the inner monologues <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of movies.
1: <laughs> so Hitchcock directly responsible for Mean Girls? Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing.
0: You, you heard it here first.
1: <laughs> Let's go! Oh icons.
0: My gosh. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. So you know what also made this movie really insane? I'm going to throw out the other crazy fun fact about this movie. So Hitchcock's, uh, like film history, he has some really interesting things he's done over his course of his career. Like, he's remade some of his films, like, that he made specifically for a British audience. He ended up remaking it for an American audience. Well, this movie, he took it, like, a step further, even though this was really early on in his career. So, while he was filming this movie, Murder, he was also filming another movie called Mary which Mary is the German version of this movie and they he was literally going back and forth on the same stage with different actors filming this British film and a German film
1: Interesting <laughs> Wow Yeah Okay you like know, in the same this... set and everything like Yeah wow. just like yeah
0: specifically different actors that some of the characters even had different names the story was like slightly changed a little bit I think but yeah just I guess, you know, he wanted to just be an overachiever and just make two films at once that were the same thing for different audiences, so. I guess. It's, it's pretty crazy, because I think there's actually, I don't remember which character it is specifically, but one character is, like, the same person in both films, but their character has a slightly different last name, I guess, to make one sound, like, more German versus, like, British or something, but.
1: Hmm. Well, I thought it was interesting that, the, like, the lead actress, like, the, the actress who gets put in prison. Mm-hmm her last name is the same as the last name of her character and it's not like some basic last name i was like i was like interesting like was that decided upon i don't know i because like you know the that you saw that the these the movies are based off of a book yes Mm -hmm. but that book only came out like two years before the movie came out so this is a very like contemporary book to movie adaptation You yes. know, like the the Harry Potter of his time, I'll go as far as to say. <laughs> I
0: don't know if the book was that groundbreaking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, like he, he must have really liked that book. He must have went straight yeah, into like production. Like I'm making two movies at once. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, like, because I think he worked on the film, like, he didn't specifically write it, but, like, his wife was known to really helping on his films and, like, kind of writing on the side. But I think so he worked with his wife and the writer of the film to, like, collaborate on making these two essentially similar different versions, but also putting their own ideas that were not quite the same from the book into it. So it's just crazy adaptation all around.
1: That is crazy.
0: Yeah, it's just... This is a movie with a lot of interesting facts about it. I mean, I think overall, my opinion, I'll say right out, like, the story is okay, but this, there's some unique things that are put on display in it, yeah. so.
1: Like, it's, like, its legacy and development are probably cooler than the movie itself. <laughs> That's totally But fair. when you, like, listeners, if you decide to, like, go watch it, now knowing these cool behind-the-scenes things and, like, where some of it's from and things like that, um, let us know if that kind of helps mm-hmm. your enjoyment of the film. Sure.
0: And I mean, oh, we need to talk about the scene because this was probably actually my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, like, the sh- shaving scene was really cool, but the mm-hmm. when it's, like, after the woman's arrested and stuff and they're trying to figure out, like what the relationship was with, like, the two women and stuff. And they're trying to, like, interview people behind the stage while an active play oh, is going on.
1: Yeah, that is really cool because, like, an actor will come through the door and, like, wait for their cue to go on. But, like, mm-hmm. the constables there interviewing, you know, trying to ask questions and, like, they, sh- they do some back and forth with, well, I heard blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, that's my cue. And then they go running on. So another actor comes running off. So then mm-hmm. he interviews that actor, and then another actor comes in, and it's it's just a constant, like, roundabout. Yeah. <laughs> with this, like, whole stage of, like, whole troop of actors getting interviewed at the same time. But, like, for, like, small periods of time as they're, like, entering and exiting the stage with their props and changing costumes and mm-hmm. getting into character. Um, that was a really fun scene, even though, I again, I understood, like, zero what was... <laughs> Yeah. Being said, <laughs>
0: it was so chaotic. I was like, I guess it makes sense that I can only understand half of it. But I was just like, this is amazing, though. Like, mm-hmm. this is a really cool way to have like such a unique like viewing experience of just all this chaos and just creativity. I also wanted to know more about what the freaking heck that play was because it was so bizarre. <laughs> like,
1: you, oh, they opened like the door to like the stage. Um. You know, like off the set, and like you just see like what is going on on that stage. Like, what? How are these characters connected? Like, you're drunk. Like yeah. this, this, this dude is dressed as a lady, but also like all tied up, like yes. jumping onto the stage. Like, what is going on? It. Yes, yeah, good yeah. point. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, but. yeah no so i think listeners you should at least make it to that scene if you can if you want to give this movie a try i mean overall this movie is like an hour and a half so it's not like
1: it's not it's not so long it's just you know there's a lot of standing around talking as it was back in that day of cinema so Mm -hmm. yeah well one of my favorite scenes and this is such a simple scene but Mm -hmm. um when sir john goes to visit the actress in jail Mm. and there's like the long table with the two chairs you know where so they can like talk to each other i loved the like pov shots oh yeah where they were like looking directly at each other and talking like the camera is like the person sitting on that side of the table so you get the other person looking directly into the camera Mm. and the camera would just sit there but like the acting that you got to see out of both of those actors like just sitting there and like just doing their thing it i thought it was really good especially on the actress's end Mm. because you don't she's not in the movie that much no for the movie being about her essentially you know but when she's on screen her her talking her facial expressions her body language like they're there like she does such a good job i Mm. felt in portraying herself to the audience
0: Yeah, no, you're so right. That scene was so interesting, too. I also, like, at first, because it's, like, it's, like, an an intense moment type thing, but it's also, like, weirdly funny because that table is, like, so long and they're, like, barely, like... The chairs are, like, against the (laughs) walls. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, this is absurd at first, but then, yeah, you really get caught up in the moment with these actors, with these, yeah, like you said, these long POV shots of just them talking to each other, and it's just, it's one of those moments where you're just, like... You, yeah you're like caught up in their emotions too about like they have so much to say to each other in a sense but they don't have enough time to talk through everything like and it just gets taken away because she's a prisoner and her time is up but it's just you're right that that's definitely a good scene
1: mm-hmm. and in the ending too I really like the ending we, we won't mm-hmm. be giving it away no but um I just I wasn't expecting like what happened Probably because I, you know, like, I didn't know any of the characters because I could never tell who was talking and, like, what they were saying. <laughs> but by the time we hit that stage, I was just like, whoa, like, that's crazy. Which, you know, go figure. It's a Hitchcock film. But...
0: Yeah, I was like, ooh, oh, no, we're going somewhere. But, no, there's some scenes leading up to it. And, yeah, I won't talk about it because it'll give things mm-hmm. away. But I was like, yes, we're doing it this way. We're confronting the person this way. And Yeah, we're not, well, like...
1: like- it was the same with um, with Rear Window, you know, where the whole mm. movie just kind of stayed this vague, airy mystery the whole mm. time. And we're just kind of we're, we're feeling in the dark a lot. The characters are like, we don't really know, but we're trying to piece things together while they're working on like interpersonal problems and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then like you hit a scene where the story just kind of grabs at you and they're like, we know what's happening. We know this. We know how to solve it. And it's just straight downhill from there, like it's a rush to the finish and mm-hmm. like what five minutes? Like <laughs> Yeah.
0: It's we it's get to fast. the point.
1: We get to mm-hmm. the point. And I I I liked the ending to this movie mm-hmm. for that reason. It once they once they realize what it is, yeah. like boom. It's over.
0: Nothing else left unsaid. It just it all comes yep. together.
1: hmm
0: For sure. Okay. Is there anything else I m- missed?
1: I don't think so. I'm really enjoying our tradition that we have created, though.
0: Yeah. Listeners, yes, we hope you like our little yearly dive into Alfred Hitchcock's long list of movies, so plenty of more to talk about in the future. Mm -hmm. (laughs) long waits in between, I suppose, but (laughs) uh, that's the suspense there. (laughs) (laughs) All for the master of suspense. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, I think that'll do it for this episode, listeners. We hope you enjoyed our talk about murder. I'm just gonna keep saying it dramatically like that you know it's fun
1: <laughs> it is fun
0: well make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so you don't miss out on the next episode i know our two previous episodes we covered x-men comics don't worry like we took a little bit of break we wanted to do a little fun halloween episode but we will be continuing diving into the world of x-men the grakoan era but you know, we probably aren't just gonna spend a week after week after week because that'll be lots of episodes. That's we a lot to- of. Yeah. That's a lot
1: of X Men, and we have some time, so we're, we'll yes. space them out a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. But don't worry, we have more coming, definitely in the works. So, listeners, if you've been enjoying those episodes, uh, be on the lookout for more and. If this is the first time you're hearing we've done some excellent episodes, be sure to check those episodes out on wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. All of our episodes are there, as well as some of our video game content. So make sure you're subscribed there as well. And you can always follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, X, whatever it's called for now. Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At Pod Demastered. Feel free to send us an email at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, things you want to hear us talk about more, just uh, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you guys. So that'll do it for this week's episode, and we hope you tune in to the next one.
1: A happy Halloween.
0: Happy Halloween.